how that would work with us, like, uh, rocking the microphones, yeah. like, on and off, like, to talk, because you weren't wearing your headphones yeah, yeah, to hear it. Hear it. So, yeah. so we just had to, like, like keep pushing the buttons back and <laughs> forth just to hear it and be able to talk, and it actually turned out really well. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I knew it would sound, I knew it would sound <laughs> great. Um, okay, so welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. Thanks for checking us out. Once again, you can always get us wherever you get podcasts. That's iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher, uh, or nohugging.com. And there are great ways to contact the show, too. Yeah, you can send us an email, show at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at nohugging, like our good friend Ryan did. Uh, Ryan... That's all I'm... I mean, yeah. I, I can say your last name, but I am probably going to butcher it. T-K-A-C. Ryan Takak? Ryan Chak? Yeah. Uh, That's I, probably... Yeah. All right. Ryan, um, send us an email with how to <laughs> pronounce your last name. What's his Twitter handle? We can just give that out. At strongest... Actually, should we should we give it out? Well, Maybe he doesn't want to be like, doxxed. Oh, I, I, get, I mean, I don't know. He's got a public Twitter account, right? At Strongest Style. Yeah. He's it's, a wrestling fan. Isn't that the funny thing about the internet now? Like, before, people were like, oh, my God, don't use your real name. Yeah. And don't use any of it. And now we all want a blue check mark verifying that Absolutely. I am Timothy John Murphy. Yeah. Like, I, I, everyone wants to be known exactly <laughs> as who they are. And that's, that's the funny thing right now. Yeah. And actually, whenever he tweeted uh, the show account, you thought that he was a friend of mine. Yeah. Because I'm also a wrestling fan. Yeah. And you looked at his profile and you're like, oh, this is obviously just got to be someone Ted knows. Yeah, yeah. But, it was like, but, I stumbled upon your podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like oh, okay, okay, Ted's friend you from high school Ted or something. Told you to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is the guy I, I don't I don't think I've ever Fantastic. met. But yeah, awesome. Ryan, thank you for checking out the show. Yes. Um I wanted to tell you about one thing before or actually a couple things before we get into the episode. Okay. Uh this goes back to the phone message episode. Yeah. I downloaded a new voicemail app yeah. because I'm just really bad at checking my voicemails on my personal phone. Mm-hmm. And I downloaded this thing called InstaVoice, and it has this feature that says you can withdraw sent voicemails. Messages from the uh, once withdrawn voicemails are deleted from the recipient's device. Wow. Probably just within <laughs> that program. Like, you have to be using that program? I, I don't think so. Wow. I, I think it's... I'm not sure. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know anyone who uses this. The episode would be um, pretty short if uh, yeah. if InstaVoice was around back in the day. Yeah, I guess. George just pulls up his iPhone. Yeah. Boop. Oh, okay, I deleted the message. And that's why that episode got 13 million viewers <laughs> instead of the uh, 25 million or whatever they were. I was looking at the first four episodes before they decided because they took that weird break of the phone message and the phone message got like 13, 14 million viewers or something like that. And they had lost about a million viewers per episode at the beginning of the second season. Uh, so I guess when, when NBC was like, all right, 15 million tune in, then 14, then 13 million. Yeah. You guys are on a break before we decide to pick up the show again. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, but then 24 million watched the return episode, which you talked about last yeah. week. And uh, I, I was telling you yesterday about the site, like the blog that I found yeah. about Seinfeld. Uh, I want you to check this out. It's called mapsaboutnothing.com. Maps about nothing. Yeah. It's literally a blog that anytime a location at all is mentioned in the show, they just have a blog about it. Let me see cool. if I can find uh, like an actual, uh, like for, um, we'll go the last episode. What was the one we just did? The, the statue. That was the statue. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So they have 
a blog it goes. Featured locations, Jerry's Apartment, Monk's Cafe, Pines of Margobles in Florida, Finland, Columbia University, Old Costanza Apartment, MacArthur Park, MacArthur Park, R- <laughs> R- Rava and Ray's Apartment, Chinatown, Singapore, Pennant Publishing, and it's just oh, yeah. all of the locations that are either mentioned or they actually visit, and it's really in depth. Yeah, that's a very cool twist yeah. on uh, analyzing Seinfeld. That's <laughs> just awesome. Analyzing yeah. it by where they go yeah. and where they talk. Just what about. they, yeah, what yeah. they mention. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we do have some stuff regarding the last episode and some other ones. Um, to get to, before we get to The Revenge, that's the episode we're talking about this episode. Okay, first of all, I, I totally screwed up. We were talking about Lloyd Benson a couple of weeks ago, and the only reason it was on my radar, that's the, uh, you know, uh, George says when, uh, th- that looked at Quail game when Benson gave him that Kennedy line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I referenced that, like, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland played Lloyd Benson in a very funny SNL skit okay. from a long time ago. One of the few times that SNL really got it wrong. They had this special, the campaign 92, the race to avoid being the guy who loses to Bush. And uh, <laughs> obviously Clinton went on to win big in 92. Yeah. But at the time, Bush was Every, a very well-loved. Everyone well thought Bush yeah, was going to win. He was okay. very well-loved. And so Kiefer Sutherland was playing Lloyd Benson there. And he delivers the line like, I am no Jack Kennedy. And then <laughs> uh, Kevin Nealon, who's playing Bill uh, something or other, uh, he says, this, the Quail's response was, that was uncalled for. And so everyone's trying to insult themselves so they don't have to be the Democratic nominee. No one wanted to run that year. So uh, here's some more information about The Bet, too, also known as The Gun, um, which was the unfilmed episode that, bar- that didn't even get one page into the table read before the cast was like, we're not doing this. Um, so in the episode, we knew that Elaine bets against Jerry on the ease of buying a handgun to protect herself. But there's a subplot where Ka- uh, Kramer returns from a vacation in Puerto Rico. Right, okay. I know. Okay, <laughs> and tells Jerry and George that he had sex with a flight attendant during the flight back. What? George makes a bet with him and goes to the airport with Jerry and Elaine to ask the flight attendant if what? Kramer's allegation is true. What? <laughs> I know. Oh my god! Isn't that weird? Did they just like cram every questionable plot yeah, into yeah. one episode and then they just cut it? <laughs> well, I. I was going to say they cram every questionable plot into one episode, but then we get to the revenge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. oh God. Um, last uh, last um, episode with uh, the statue, um, Rava's uh, Ray, is that his yeah. name? Yeah, so Rava's boyfriend, Ray, uh, says she's from Finland, they're neutral. Oh, yeah, so we want to look up yeah. uh, the, the status of neutrality on the country of Finland. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, <laughs> a f- a Finland does have active UN peacekeeping and a political alliance within the European Union. There are five members of the EU that still describe themselves as neutral. Austria, Ireland, Finland, Malta, and Sweden. But here's the thing. It gets a little, it gets a little messy Ooh. because Finnish Prime Minister Matti Van, Van Hannen uh, in 2006 said Finland was no longer neutral um, because they're part of the EU. So they share that common foreign policy. But then a Finnish prime minister in 2017 still described the country as militarily non-aligned and that it would remain so. But I guess this was 1991 was before the EU, so I guess they could be. I guess, yeah. At this point? Or do you mean now? No, or, uh, now the, the, they are militarily non-aligned. That's okay. their last But, a, but as of... In 1991 when the statue aired, yeah. they were probably neutral. They, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess that's it. But doesn't militarily not aligned basically just mean neutral? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's just a a lengthier way of saying neutral. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or a more diplomatically correct way of saying neutral. We're we're not going to get involved if the EU starts a big war, I guess, is what they're saying. But some people think that they probably should. Um, uh, I, I, I use the term MacGuffin. 
uh, last time to describe the, the statue. And I did it correctly, by the way. But here's an official definition rather than the one that I stammered through. It's a plot <laughs> device in the form of some goal, desired object, or another motivator that the protagonist pursues, often with little or no narrative explanation. The MacGuffin's importance to the plot is not the object itself, but rather its effect on the characters and their motivation. So the statue could have been a golf club or a, yeah. a bunny rabbit doll or a teddy bear or something. And it, it, it could have been anything. It could have been anything. Okay. It's a MacGuffin. Yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> there's probably going to be several more MacGuffins in, in the series, but not that I can think of. And here's the closest I get, get to figuring out what Potato Man is. Because <laughs> Kramer wants to do Potato Man, which okay, is a counting yeah, yeah, game yeah. to choose. And he puts one fist out, and George is like, no Potato Man, no Potato Inka Dink. Uh, and so here's the closest I get to Potato Man was, and I remember playing this in school now, although I don't know if this is what Kramer was talking about because he only puts out one fist. Mm-hmm. But do you remember the game in you'd put out two fists and one person would count one potato, two potato, three potato, four, five potato, six potato, seven potato, more, and then the one you landed on more in was out. And so then, say I landed on, say I landed on me, my fist is now out. So now I got to go around again, one potato, two potato, and then the one I land on. So it's much more difficult to assess who's going to be it and who's not going to be it because it's whoever has the last fist standing. So I guess maybe, you know, if he put one fist out and George put one fist out, Jerry would be one potato, two potato, three potato, four, five potato. Six, It'd be the same thing more. as Inka Dink, right? Exactly. But George didn't want to do potato man; he wanted to do Inka Dink because maybe he was more familiar with that and which one oh, it would end up on. You know God. what I mean? Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just a counting game and it could have been, you know, okay, Kramer sure. could have said eeny, meeny, miny, moe and he said, no, ink it, you know, just another yeah. MacGuffin, yet another MacGuffin. All right. I guess. MacGuffin's all um, over the place. Yeah. So that's all I have for, for notes and homework and stuff like that. So, uh, The Revenge is season two, episode seven. It aired on April 18th, 1991. What did TV Guide say? George seeks revenge on his ex-boss for not rehiring him. Yes. And I mentioned last week that. This was an episode that people were telling Ted, who's never seen an episode of Seinfeld before, he was going to be shocked at. Were you uh, shocked that something like this made it on TV before we... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Right. I mean, everyone's given me like this advice, like, oh, yeah, when you get to uh, this episode, everything's just so... Like, everything's... Uh, your point of view is just going to change on, like, uh, X character. They didn't, oh. na- they didn't name anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean... Oh, um, did I say, like... How old I was? Oh, I don't think so. No. Uh, time of whenever this episode airs. April 18th, 91. Yeah. I'm negative one year, eight months, two days old. Uh, so, yeah, I'm still, <laughs> still a, a, a long ways away from being born. And but, I am. I did the math, too. I'm nine years, nine months, and 17 days old. All right. Yeah. All right. You're uh, almost 10. You're a functioning child. <laughs> I am. I'm walking um, around. But, yeah, um, you, one of our other co-workers, said that when we get to this episode, um, I think... Where I don't remember what the episode was that we were talking about, but when we got to what we decided was the first truly great the pony remark, episode, I believe, yeah. Uh, I think they think of this as being not a great episode, but the first truly like standout episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just polarizing for different reasons. Yeah, you know? a lot of interesting first i would say happen in this not necessarily that they're going to continue on but i mean we get a lot of interesting firsts in this episode yeah um but but also there's something that it's it's what it's george's revenge that i think people thought was going to be shocking to you but we'll get there we'll get there and and we'll talk all about it uh so we start with a stand-up bit as we usually do uh jerry talking about why and he i I, I think he went too far with saying whenever they arrest a terrorist or some infamous criminal they cover their face uh and i guess that doesn't make much sense but 
I guess it would make, you know, I don't understand why when a petty criminal, like, oh, here's the guy who broke into a house, why they cover their face either, you know what I mean? But I, I, guess, it, I guess it makes more sense in the context of the joke that it's a big terrorist, like, everybody knows what he looks like, <laughs> why are you covering your face? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in the case of, like, a petty criminal, yeah. I, I mean, like, oh, this guy stole a candy bar from, yeah. from Sheets. Yeah. Uh, and like, oh, okay, if you see this guy on the street, obviously you're going to know, hey, that's the guy who stole the Take 5. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I guess is when it's an everyday person that could be your neighbor, it's a little, it makes a little more sense than, than the terrorist thing. But um, I, I don't know. We've had funnier stand-up bits, and this one's really it's, apropos of nothing. It has nothing to do with – well, yeah. except in the last episode we had a criminal, and maybe that's where this idea for the stand-up bit came from. You know, the maybe. Ray stealing yeah, the thing. Maybe. Although um, I did take this opportunity to and, – and I know we've established this before – that the stand-up bits – and the bits like in Jerry's apartment and the entire episode, they exist in a vacuum of time. Mm-hmm. Like they they mm-hmm. are not linear. So I took this opportunity to realize, okay, what is Jerry wearing yeah. in this stand up bit? Because this has been a thing before yeah. where we've noticed like him wearing uh certain things in the stand up bits, but also wearing the same thing in uh certain scenes of the show. Yeah. He's wearing blue blazer, light blue turtleneck, green pants. Okay. So just remember that. Okay. Okay. All right. I will. Okay. Got it. All right. Now we're in an office. This is, uh, it must be George's realty office. I'm guessing. Yeah. That's yeah not the, really, the, not really the real estate office. Yeah. It doesn't really... look like it'd be an office of real estate. It looks like some. Like a finance. It looks like a bank. Yeah. Some yeah. sort of fa- finance. Yeah. Um, but we, we learned later on it is the realty office. But I was like, did they change George's job without telling us? Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a boss who was immediately introduced as a, as a sexist, chauvinist pig. Yeah. Because Des- he, he's saying something like. Describing uh, a tryst with a woman. Yeah. yeah. That he took out to the lake. And yeah. like, you wouldn't believe what yeah. we did or something like and that. And by the way, I got it all on video. Yeah. What the hell? Probably the woman <laughs> does not know about it yeah, either. Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain gross with that. Is that. Jesus. <laughs> I know. Um, and then George comes in and raids. Quits. He throws a memo down on the yeah, desk. And, yeah, he yeah. comes in. He's already at one hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, like he's he's playing to the back row. He's playing to <laughs> the extras that are not there in yeah. the scene. He, uh, I don't even remember what he says to. Uh, you know, to you're Rick. an idiot. You're a laughing stock. Everyone, every you think you're you think you're so great, but everyone's laughing you're, at you behind no your back. No ability, no yeah, talent. Yeah, yeah. and jeez. Yeah, and then he fires and walks out. <laughs> uh, and then we're in uh, George's apartment. Or, I'm sorry, Jerry's apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it opens with Kramer has had it with Newman's suicide threats. This is the first time Newman's name is mentioned. Yeah, we're not going to see him in this episode, but this is a weird. And I guess it fits in with. Everybody's taking revenge in this episode, and I guess this is Newman's revenge on Kramer. Um, I guess what did Kramer do? I well, he he keeps goading him. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, he I, keeps goading him into doing it, and he says he's got no women, uh, no women, no job, or something like that. And so something like that. Yeah. But Jerry, in response to Kramer just coming in and saying uh, that, oh yeah, I've had it with. Uh, Newman suicide attempts. Jerry's like, "Oh, what did you tell him?" Kramer just says, "I told him to jump." Yeah. What in the <laughs> hell? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I guess it's just been so many times. <laughs> He's like calling his bluff. I, I don't I, know. Yeah, but like it even gets worse with Kramer saying, "At least I respect a guy for accomplishing something." <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a weird, dark, another dark suicide thing. At least there's some context Me- for it. Meanwhile, we're to, a minute and a half into the episode. Yeah. At least at there's some point. context to it as opposed to Jerry's last suicide joke, which was about how leaving a note 
or not leaving a note is rude or something like that. Yeah, that was just like, um, uh, what, that was the first thing he said after a scene change. Yeah, yeah, it was like he was joking with his date about uh, the, oh, the um, Dockers girl, yeah. Um, and then uh, th- we get another laundry, but obviously laundry is very important to Jerry Seinfeld. He's got yeah, a, a lot of Yeah, smash cut to the laundromat. Yeah, well, no, we're not in the laundromat yet, but um, he's got to go to the laundromat. And, oh, that's and Kramer's right, that's like, right. why don't you just use the machines downstairs? And he's like, well, I like the I like just dropping it off and picking it up and fluffed and folded. Yeah. Um, and Kramer's like, well, since you're going anyway, can I, uh, you know? And then we get the second laundry bit from Jerry. You know, we talked about socks already and how it's a <laughs> nightclub in there, and you you close the lid and they're all uh, dancing. Then you open the lid, and so, uh, but he doesn't want uh, Kramer's guys mixing with Mike. I don't want your guys mixing. My guys don't know your guys. You know, it's uh, laundry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's laundry, Jerry. Although is laundry inherently clean? I always wondered this when I had like when I had roommates and I bought a bar of soap. And it seemed like I was the only one that ever bought soap. And I knew my roommate was using the soap. And I'm like, is, it, is soap just inherently clean? Or when he wipes his butt with my soap, and then I go and use the soap later, is there still butt on the soap? Or has the soap cleaned any butt that has been left on? You know what I mean? So, like, it, it's la- you say it's laundry, but I kind, of, I kind of fall on Jerry's side. We don't know what Kramer does in his old man clothes. You I know? guess, like, yeah. So, but- when it all mixes in together... How clean does it really get at an industrial laundromat like that, where the machines are like ninety years old anyway? And true, you know, I, yeah, I just, th- this did not look like a new laundromat. Yeah, I kind of side with with Jerry. Like, I don't want whatever Kramer does. I don't think it'd be clean at the end of the cycle. Yeah, if, you know, I, yeah, I can see your there'd point. be too much cross contamination. I can see Jerry's point. Yeah. I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah. Now, now we're at the smash laundromat. cut to the laundromat. I <laughs> uh, and I just want to. Oh, I'll point this out later. Or well, I can point it out now. Um, for how adamant Jerry is about going to the laundromat, like this is his yeah. place, like instead of using the basement, completely different laundromat than the last time we saw him do laundry. Oh yeah, when he was doing it himself. Yeah, yeah. that other one. Yeah, or um, or I, even or even in the pilot episode. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because he was doing it himself there, and yeah, uh, and George was just like. Saying like he he didn't know how to do laundry or something. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. So completely different place. Yeah. This looks like it's in some some person's basement. It does. Weirdly enough, yeah. that he doesn't want to use the laundromat in the basement of his building. It looks like every apartment laundromat I've ever been in. Yeah. So, Except uh, it's maintained with like one guy at a yeah. desk, and there's like I don't know eight washing machines. Yeah, and Seems I guess like Jerry a, drops off his laundry and picks it up later, as opposed to doing it himself. He's yeah, because, sick of doing it because himself. as we will learn later, Jerry is loaded. He's made of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll learn about that later. But also, but, you know what? Um, when he was doing his laundry himself, he still wasn't in the basement of his apartment. He was in a laundromat somewhere off-site. Or maybe that was the basement of his apartment. I seem it was never there, established. I seem to remember there being an exterior, not not an exterior from the, not an establishing shot, but windows to the outside world. So it was on the first okay. floor of somewhere. That's what it looked like maybe. to me. But uh, yeah, I, I don't remember. So, but he, I, I still don't think he was using his his apartment's laundromat. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's probably true. Um, but, but this one doesn't look any different than any yeah, other laundromat. The, I guess just he just uh, doesn't have to do it himself. Yeah. The only reason I point out Jerry being loaded is because dropping off your laundry and like having them wash it and dry yeah. it and fold it for you, it's expensive. Yeah. Like it's not cheap. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Grace will go and do that occasionally just because she doesn't like waiting around for the laundry. It it's a dollar per pound. Wow. Of laundry. Hmm. But, like, she'll walk out there and it'll cost her, like, 40 bucks Jeez. to do laundry. I'm like, I'll wait for an hour and it'll cost me $10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, 
an hour of waiting is not worth $30 yeah. to me. Who knows what it is up in New York? Maybe there's just so many and supply and demand is even now where it's not that bad. Because I remember my buddy who lived in Queens for a long time. He would drop his off, too. And really? That's the way he did it. Yeah, he would God. drop his off. And, okay. and the, the lady would always yell at him because he had too many socks or too much underwear or something like that. She's like, no, not you. You have too many socks. And he would yell, just do what? it. You know. Yeah, yeah, she would yell at him because he had too many, <laughs> too many socks. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It must just be a New York thing, you know. That's a, that's a nice little business that runs itself. And Jerry, we know why he goes there. The the owner is a fellow Mets fan. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's wearing a Mets hat. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing a Mets hat. Um, <laughs> but uh, what? So Jerry ends up doing Kramer's laundry. He hands the bag off to the guy, and he's like, "Could you just make sure this is in a separate machine?" He's mm. like, "Well, I'll have to charge you for a separate machine. Whatever it costs. Well, yeah. Whatever it costs. Actually, I would prefer that these machines not even be touching." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Use use machines at the catty corners of the building. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a good. Bit. Finally, we're playing into Jerry being a bit of a germaphobe. You know, he didn't get upset yeah. when Kramer was cutting his nails in his house, but or in his apartment. <laughs> but um, so George comes in and he tells him why he got fired. Yeah, just completely sneaks up yeah, on yeah, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry gives him the. <laughs> yeah, the how'd look you around. know I was here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kramer. Kramer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he tells him why he got fired. He was using his boss's executive bathroom as opposed to the public bathroom. Um, and Jerry, I think, says this line, you and your toilets, um, <laughs> which, you know, George and bathrooms is going to come into play a lot during this. Yeah, yeah, oh, during God. the series. So it's, it's interesting to see it play out this early. And even in Curb Your Enthusiasm, there's a lot of bathroom. It's just a place where you have interesting social interactions. You know what I mean? It's rife with. I it's guess, a social yeah. uh, minefield, and so that's the that's Larry David's, you know, that's Larry David's gold mine is finding weird social. <laughs> so I mean, it's it, George and bathrooms is is going to come back into play again. Um, I just thought it was a weird line. You and your toilets, um, and so that's why he got fired. He sent him a passive aggressive memo out that said people can't use my bathroom; they're supposed to use this other bathroom. Yeah, which yeah. seems like a very obviously minor thing for him to just absolutely yeah. go off yeah, on yeah. his boss for. It's but like, obviously you've the... got no talent, no ability. <laughs> George, I literally said you can't piss in my toilet. But, I mean, also, like, that, that boss is a dick. I mean, I don't, we oh, can't he, take the boss's side is. of things. He like, is. He's a total, yes. like, in, uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, he's a total, um, in, uh, <laughs> 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 he cares what people think about him, and he thinks he's better than he actually is. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, I don't know what word you're trying to think of. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> Not insincere. Oh, damn, I'll, come up with, I'll come up with it later. Um, Homework. Yeah, yeah. I'll come up with that word later. Um, that's why Sunday morning is sometimes not a good idea for us to do this podcast uh, during. So, um, so there you go. I, I have us going back to the apartment here, and George is now regretting rage quitting and talking about the jobs he would like to do. Yeah, um, he, he immediately realizes that like he doesn't have a job yeah. and he can't get another real estate job because he says, "Oh no, the market's terrible." Yeah, as yeah. soon as he says that, his face just changes and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, what have yeah. I done?" <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that's make, that makes sense. And um, they just cut a uh, smash cut to Jerry's apartment uh, and he's just like. I like sports. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could get a job with sports. He's yeah. like, well, you know, what specifically? <laughs> oh, I don't know. A general manager of a baseball team? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, normally, yeah, they, he's, he's, Jerry's being uh, very nice to That's a pretty hard yeah. job to get. Well, it doesn't even have to be general manager. It could yeah. be, uh, yeah. What, what, about, what about the color commentator guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, well, you know, typically. They give those jobs to ex-players or someone with a background in, you know. Broadcasting. Broadcasting. Which I, I wanted to bring up. It, this is incredibly relevant to what we do. Because, yeah. I mean, it, 
many, many, many times, I'm guessing that you've gotten the, oh, I could be a radio DJ. All you got to do is play music. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And we've (laughs) talked many, we've already (laughs) talked several times about how um, Jerry gets the same kind of stuff people saying oh don't i oh my my life's a stand-up comedy bit don't talk yeah, about me you, and you, stuff like you that. should and, you should come to my yeah, office yeah. those people that's are funny a show yeah yeah oh. and so and the people who are like i can talk and play music i i should be on the radio are like well there's a little bit more to it than that <laughs> but um you know george obviously is uh you know i could be like the color commentator guy um and th- then jerry comes up with the idea to just go back in on monday yeah which uh, is an incredible idea i, I don't think i've ever heard of someone doing this yeah. i'm like oh my god what if what if someone were to actually just do that what if someone were to quit here yeah. and just like make a big gesture about it <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they don't they don't change the the number on the door code oh. <laughs> in yeah, time yeah. and they just come back in monday morning like hey guys what's up yeah oh my gosh yeah i mean that, but it makes it fits in with george's character you're emotional you yell you get upset at people and What's the you know what's the difference? You were blowing off steam on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, you know, exactly. The, I, I I agree that it could have. It, it was it a rough could, week. Yeah, I agree that it could definitely work, and that's why George loves the idea. He's going to do it. Um, and so now we get another stand-up bit about oh, re-greeting people in an office. Why Seinfeld can never work in an office because you say hi to people in the middle of the <laughs> you know when you first get there. Hey, morning, and then you have to re-greet them every time. Yeah, it's just like oh, yeah. hey, what's up. Or, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Or oh, hey. Or just or, an eyebrow raise. Uh, yeah. Or, or, or you just have to acknowledge them in yeah, some way. Yeah. Because if you just walk right by someone, you're the rude one. Yeah. Yeah. Like just yeah. Yeah. Here's the worst <laughs> thing about our office. There, are, there are technically three offices where we work. There's the on-air <laughs> office. There's like the front office, and then there's like the sales office. Uh-huh. And so the when, front office and the sales office are right next, yeah, to, next each to each other. But the on-air office is about 100 yards down a yeah. hallway yeah in this old <laughs> like the, the ceilings like 30 feet high or something like that it's in an old department store and sometimes someone will leave the sales office and you'll leave the broadcast office at the same time <laughs> and then you're walking a football field length towards each other and and you're you like, don't you don't know when to acknowledge <sighs> yeah when yeah. to acknowledge if it even like is that someone i recognize or was it just a client or someone picking up a car? <laughs> like i can't tell like you get to know people's walk from like 50 yards away yeah, like yeah who walks like that oh yeah that's ted that's okay yeah. I'll, and, and, but now it's like when do i say hi ted ted, ted, ted down this hallway <laughs> oh hey what's hey, up hey, oh, what? hey. yeah yeah and so, but then it gets to the point where you're still too far away to say mm-hmm. hello because because of the yeah. off, because of where the, yeah, the and ceilings and then and someone will like say that. something and yeah. then I I just have bad hearing yeah. so someone will say something to me from far away and I'll go what yeah exactly and, and then I'll just like keep walking at the same pace I won't hurry up at all yeah. I'll just no. be like okay just uh, give me give me a second one I'll be right okay. there I'll be right there yeah. okay okay what's up okay yeah what were you saying. <laughs> Uh, so th- it makes for awkward re-greetings, <laughs> but I so I do what I what I found out on the internet was called the white people smile. Whenever oh, I God, have yeah. you seen the, the I I always do the white yeah. people smile. Have you seen the gif where like the Asian lady walks in? Yeah, and the person turned. Once I found out that was white people, I I hated doing it. I was like, man, what a, I am such a whitey, like <laughs> what a white what a white person I am. Um, but it's the best. Like you like sort of just stretch your mouth horizontally. <laughs> With or without the teeth? Yeah, yeah. I normally do it without the teeth, yeah. 
Mm. It's sort of like, mm, like, mm. Uh, yeah, maybe like mm. kind of like what Jim from the Office always did to the camera. It's, like, it's the facial equivalent of going, oh, excuse me. Yeah, it oh, very much is. Oh, yeah, oh, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, excuse it's me. a facial oh, ope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so oh. there's a. If you Google it, you'll find the great GIF or or video where the <laughs> the lady walks in and everybody is giving her that same white people <laughs> smile. Like, um, so that's that's my re greeting. Uh, so now we're back in the office. It's the Monday morning staff meeting, and George is there, and I love the. Way he's trying to like interject himself into conversations to make to like blend in, you know. Yeah, I love yeah, the way yeah. he's trying to blend yeah. in. Like, oh, but yeah. uh, before we get too far into him getting back into the office, back to the stand up yeah. scene, I pointed out at the beginning stand up scene, Jerry was wearing oh. blue blazer, light blue turtleneck, green pants, yeah, wearing the exact same outfit in this one, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. So, again, we, we figure like yeah. they're just it, they, they exist in yeah. a vacuum. What I sort of continue to hypothesize is that they happen. After the episode airs, but they're interspliced into the episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they happen yeah. all at once, and then they're sort of put put in. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but obviously, there's going to be like that one episode somewhere where the timeline does not match up any way we try to put it. Yeah. So it'll just throw our entire theory probably, up the probably, probably. We'll have to pay attention. Um, so yeah, we're back in the Monday morning staff meeting. I, I love the... Um, the ways that Je- my favorite line is, is when the guy is talking about I took the kids to the Cape this weekend and you know <laughs> took him took him on out on the bu- uh, you know Ra- Rochelle whatever you know his his kid whoever his yeah. kid is she was scared at first but she's gonna be a good sailor one day and George goes oh she'll be, she'll be a fine sailor yeah he's like trying to like <laughs> no one is paying attention to him and he's just interjecting yeah, like yeah, as yeah, if yeah. he's part of what's going on yeah a- everyone is just looking at George like they know <laughs> yeah, yeah. what happened on Friday yeah. like almost as though it was another memo that went out probably yeah it's like george doesn't work here anymore thanks for yeah whatever yeah his service um and then uh rick Barr is that his name rick the i know his first name's rick it's rick Barr properties is where he works all right yeah um rick walks in sits at the head of the table and he's saying something like he's making small talk before he makes any announcements and he's like again more sexist small talk yeah exactly (laughs) he's like he's like ava what happened to you friday afternoon she's like oh i got tied up he's like (laughs) I bet you did. Everyone laughs yeah. so hard, including her. Yeah, including yeah. Including her, which I thought was really weird. It was after that line because it was because it echoes a line we've already kind of heard in the in, earlier in the show. Do you know who Rick would get along with? Joel Hornick. Oh God! Rick yeah. and Joel Hornick could be best friends. Yeah, they would love probably. hanging out together. Joel Hornick would be like a partner at Rick Bar Properties. Yeah, I mean those guys should be hanging out together. Jerry should pawn off Joel Hornick onto Rick, <laughs> and, and and they would just be best buds because Joel used the exact same line on Jerry after he said we finished early. I bet you did, mm, or whatever I bet it was. You did talking uh, about you know tutoring his nephew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but like he delivers the line, Rick does. Rick does. Rick delivers the line about like the party coming up, the tenth yeah. anniversary of Rick Bar Properties. Just looks over. Um, I'm guessing to his secretary. It's never established. I, I, just, I think he's just looking at somebody. He's just looking at somebody. Like, look, I love the way he delivers it. <laughs> is that Costanza over there? Yeah, he like stops in the middle of a <laughs> sentence, and just whoever he's looking at. Is that Costanza over there? <laughs> I, I, I thought that was a great delivery. Um, and, and and it is, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, thought you quit. George is just trying to come. He's like, oh, that? Oh, no, no. Yeah. You, you just don't know my sense of humor. Yeah. I'm always joking around. <laughs> and he looks to the guy to his left. Uh, I don't remember his name, like Bill or something. Yeah, He's yeah. Like, Bill, aren't I always joking around? And it's like, Bill's like, 
I, I mean, sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just trying to like, thought, yeah, just George, throwing yeah. George all the way yeah. under the bus. You're really doing. You're really doing this. You're really. I can't believe you thought I was serious. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, but it doesn't work. And and Rick delivers this. Uh, I mean, just demeaning monologue to him. I'll yeah. always be a winner, and you'll, you'll always, always be a loser. Be a loser. Yeah, that's why I'm here, and you're there and sweeps oh, him out the door boy. and yeah i mean just humiliates him in front of everybody <laughs> meanwhile i i really want to try and find a gif reaction of george's face right here because he's like just he's like flicking his pen yeah. raising his eyebrows and doing something with his lip <laughs> is just so much all in like a second yeah yeah and also i want to make this the cover art for this episode george's reaction yeah, to jo- the speech jo- george's yeah, yeah, reaction to the dressing down yeah yeah i mean it's it's just just Horror, just humiliating. Humiliating is the only word for it. Um, and so now we're back in the laundromat. Smash cut. Yeah, smash cut back to the laundromat. And George has a plan to slip him a Mickey. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you about this. Obviously, I know it's like drugs, but yeah. what is a Mickey? I guess it's just some sort of agent that would incapacitate somebody. Either, I guess, like, um, but I guess make them pass out. So I guess uh, technically roofies or something like that. Okay, it, it's yeah. just like the, the 1991 how... equivalent of a roofie. Yeah, and, and in fact, Slippin' Mickey goes back even further than that to like okay. the turn of the century where there was a bartender in Chicago whose patrons would pass out and he would rob them, and his name was Mickey Finn. Oh, okay, and that's is that it, where it comes that's from? That's where it comes from, Slippin' okay. Mickey. Yeah, and it was it was typical of like bartenders back in the day to like do that to people who seemed really? rich. If a rich guy came in, you'd never seen him before, you slip him a Mickey, he passes out in the bathroom, or in the back oh, or whatever, and you just, you'd rob him blind and then dump him somewhere. So that's where some of a Mickey came from. Uh, so it's a really old, like, Prohibition era term, you know, or, yeah. or maybe pre or post Prohibition era. But um, yeah. Uh, but to George saying, I'm going to slip him a Mickey, Jerry comes back with, Who, uh, who are you, Peter Lorre? Yeah, are you Peter Lorre? Yeah. Who's Peter Lorre? Another old, old movie star. <laughs> old. I, I, the only reason, the only reason Peter Lorre is on my my radar is because Looney Tunes used to make fun of him a lot, and he's the guy who talked like this. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. So really? That's the Peter Lorre voice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if god. you hear that voice, I think Casablanca was his big role. Like, hey, Rick, ah, slip on my Mickey. You know, ah. like that's that's Peter Lorre. Yeah, yeah. So he's oh the guy who god, really I talked never, like that. I never even realized that. So so he was in a bunch of those old black and white oh movies where people Lord. where people probably slipped each other Mickey's. I don't know if anybody slips anyone a Mickey in Casablanca. I've never seen it, but you know, e. I think Peter Laurie has a big part in that movie. <laughs> uh, so who are you? Peter Laurie indicates that, like, you know, what are you, an old timey gangster yeah. with, again? With all of the like old yeah. references, you'd think this would air on CBS. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> like not and not NBC whenever it was cool. Even in '91, for people who were 35 and 36, like you guys grew up watching Peter Laurie movies. I guess the timeline tracks. I don't know though. <laughs> You know, um, but so he's he's got a Mickey source. <laughs> Don't worry, I got a Mickey source. Yes, um, Elaine's gonna help him out. Yeah, because um, what Elaine George says. Oh yeah. How does he? Well, how Elaine's he helping him it? out because he cheats on his. You know, he cheats on. His, I told him he cheats on his wife, and he, you know he's uh, got a mistress and he cheats on his wife. He's like she knew that. He's like yeah, oh, yeah. But he, but she didn't know that he doesn't recycle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Elaine is in, and um, I, I, th- th- this ends on a great line too. The scene ends on a great line. The best revenge is living well. And George goes, well, there's no chance of that. <laughs> so oh might as well take actual revenge. But I've always loved that line. The best revenge is living well. Like people have wronged me certainly in the past. In this business, you're going to get stabbed in the back, and yeah. just keep on doing what you're doing despite what anyone else thinks is 
I, I feel I hope people look at me, the people who told me I wouldn't last in this business and that I was talentless. I hope they look at me now and they're like, you know, that's just what you hope. But but you don't you don't do it because of that. Yeah. But you're like, I hope you're looking at me going, hey, look at this. I, I did do it. So you were wrong. I was right. But you can't go and point that out because. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. But that, you that's just, not living well. Yeah. You Timothy. just got to. Yeah, exactly. You just got to hope that they are paying attention. And, yeah. and, and in your mind, that can that can motivate you. Uh, all right. Anything else for this uh, last scene here? Are we back in the apartment? I think, yeah, we're back in Jerry's apartments. Uh, Kramer walks in. He's obviously distraught. Yeah. And Jerry asks him, what's going on? He's like, Newman jumped. <laughs> and immediately I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> what? Yeah. Ah. This is, but you know what? It, it is, is Newman's, stressful. It is Newman's revenge on Kramer for not say, it is. It does fit in with the revenge. Uh, you know, line. It is Kramer's revenge line because we're going to find out that Jerry has to get revenge and that George wants to get revenge. So everybody's getting revenge. Newman on Kramer for never believing it. You know his his attempts at at suicide. I guess, yeah. but and apparently Newman called him like right before he did it. Yeah, and Jerry Jerry asks Kramer, "Well, what did you say to him?" Yeah, and Kramer's like, "I said, wave to me when you pass by the window." <laughs> yeah. Holy and Jerry says, hell. did he wave? <laughs> but he couldn't because he jumped from the second floor window. <laughs> and he la- lands on the sidewalk. Some guy across the street sees him. Newman's just really hamming it up. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 ah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming we don't hear Kramer, like, make the noises as though like, Newman's, like, <laughs> in excruciating pain. Yeah. But, um, but then Jerry, all of a sudden it pops into Jerry's mind that he hid Fifteen hundred dollars in his laundry bag when he got yeah. back into town. I guess. Yeah, just yeah. out of nowhere, he's like, "I had fifteen hundred dollars on me, yeah. and I hid it in my laundry bag." Yeah. I, you don't know how much money I have on me right now. Three dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That hasn't I don't have changed. any money on me. Yeah, that hasn't <laughs> changed in the last like ten years. Yeah. I don't carry cash. Yeah, but he had. I'm. That's why I'm guessing this envelope must have been payment for a, a gig. That's my I guess. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, you when you work at a in any sort of bar capacity like whether you're a band or a stand-up comic you get paid in cash at the end of the night you know i guess yeah um i i'm guessing that's what it was from and he didn't he say like i just got back into town and have time to go to the bank and so uh, but i don't know why he had to hide it in his own apartment did he say that he didn't have time to go to the bank because that comes back in in the laundromat scene uh whatever like they go and ask the guy yeah he's like i I don't. I don't know. All I know is that he was in a rush, and he, he so he had to hide it. But I don't know why he had to hide it in his own apartment. Put it in your junk drawer. Put it in. Yeah. You know, just just you know where the safe places are in your. Put it in a book. Well, I mean, Ray did come in and steal the statue. That's true. Last yeah, episode, yeah. we're getting a little continuity in this one. Well, how so? Oh, I mean, him hiding the money oh, because yeah, like yeah. he had something stolen. Right, right. And then earlier, I uh, mean, his apartment had been broken into before as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess that's why. Yeah, it's so, just not safe. But we're, even, even we're going so, against the thesis of the show. Jerry Seinfeld is learning something. Yes, that's right. You got to keep your money safe and hide it. So anyway, he's like, we got to go down to the laundromat. Um, and you know, the, the laundry guy has he's clueless. Supposedly clueless. Joe, Jerry's not buying it, and he's like, look, look at the sign. Not responsible for lost valuables or whatever. And yeah, I like yeah. that Jerry says, oh, that, so that just gives you a license to steal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, this is my country and that's my constitution. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And then uh, this is why I don't think that Jerry mentions uh, he didn't have time to go to the bank because right here we get smash cut to the laundromat. Yeah. And the guy at the laundromat just says, haven't you ever heard of a bank? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I, I don't want to like this laundromat character, but yeah. I'm like... Jerry, why the hell did you hide $1,500 in your laundry bag? I think he does mention that he didn't have time to go deposit it or something like that. I, Maybe I, I really he does. feel like he. Like I'm he, not sure. Yeah, because. I can't remember. Yeah, he was like, oh, I'll just do it later and I'll hide it for now. Um, and, then he, and then he totally forgot about it, which is crazy that, like, 
$1,500 is not blood money. You know what I mean? Like, you can wait to put $1,500 in. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get, like, a, a, a random check for, like, 30 bucks, and that has to go in right away. Yeah. It's not like I can sit yeah. on that, that for a couple days. That, that just shows that Jerry Seinfeld is a lot more loaded yeah. than we thought he was. That $1,500, he could take or leave. It doesn't yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not important it's not blood money, money to him. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Crazy to me. <laughs> God. Meanwhile, uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I get a check for, like, anything larger than like ten dollars yeah. and i cash it or deposit it that day yeah i put it in immediately yeah, every me- check meanwhile i have a refund check for something i don't remember what it is it's for like one dollar yeah still sitting like on our on our like kitchen cart mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. and i'm like ah, i should probably take care of sometimes that. those rebate checks yeah sometimes they expire or whatever or they yeah. say they do which is weird um that a check can expire but uh <laughs> yeah so they they are going to the next scene we're going yeah. to the bar for his office party did you notice how bad this transition was no well i paused it well i i watched through it they get to the bar and then i took it back uh 10 seconds let it play and i paused it in the middle of the exterior shot this is definitely b-roll from the 70s really yes of the bar exterior yes <laughs> because the woman is wearing bell-bottom jeans oh my gosh and the hairstyle what? the clothes it is this. it is definitely b-roll from the 70s wow there's no sound so it really stood out yeah because it, it just ends on george saying something there's no sound for four seconds on the exterior shot and then it comes back into a busy bar huh. so it just really stood out to me yeah yeah i'll have to go back and look at that maybe um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna jump back and forth. I like the way this was filmed. A great choice by Tom Sharonis. Uh, we're jumping back and forth between the bar and the laundromat. Smash after, cuts galore. Not really. I mean, I, I guess it was smash cutting, kind but of. It, but it it flowed really well to me because yeah, two schemes are going on at the same time. One, so we get a little bit long longer um, of the bar setting up the scene here with George and Elaine working together, kind of for the first time. This is the first time they've shared a lot of uh, screen time together, and the first time they've shared a scheme. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's been George and Jerry a lot. Jerry and Kramer, but never George and and Elaine. So yeah, true. Uh, that that was pretty interesting. And um, with the then we learn also so about when when they're going to slip in the Mickey and stuff like that. And uh, then also. Kramer tells Jerry they should put concrete in the washing machine. Take one of his guys <laughs> out for that fifteen hundred bucks. Uh-huh. Um, and so we get a I think a great physical bit by Kramer when he is. This is like. Maybe the first instance of his amazing physical comedy yeah, abilities. Yeah, this is like as slapstick as possible. Yeah. He's walking over to the washing machine and he's unintentionally making as much noise as possible. Yeah, yeah. He, he bangs into <laughs> every chair. He's he, carrying a literal heavy bag of cement, yeah. which I think I think I read that um, Michael Richards was like, I want to carry it. Like, I don't give me a, a, a light bag that I have to pretend is heavy. Give me the <laughs> give heavy me bag so I can throw heavy? it around. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. I know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, just just hilarious. I mean, back and forth. Jerry's trying to keep the uh, the laundromat owner or the guy that works there anyway uh, occupied while Kramer is doing this. Jeez. And I, my favorite bit was when he he flips up the lid <laughs> to try to pour the back in, and it bangs against the back and flips right back down. But he's already in motion of. Dumping the bag, yeah. so the bag just lands <laughs> front side down on top of it because uh, he didn't notice that. I, I, that was just I was just cracking up at this. It's it's obviously hilarious. Um, and then meanwhile, Elaine is trying to keep Rick busy so that George can slip him the Mickey. Yeah, it's Elaine's job to go and flirt with him while George yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, puts it in his drink, which she does. I mean, it, it like he's such a, a chauvinist idiot that it's so easy to get him on the hook. Like, so I'm going to a nudist colony. She's just so this. She's hilarious yeah. in this scene too. Yeah. 
yeah. and Elaine knows like what she has yeah, to do because yeah. like, she originally comes up and she's talking about like sneezing yeah, and being yeah. sick. You know, no one says God bless you anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> Tur- turns his back to her. So I'm going to a nudist colony. You are, yeah, yeah. huh? I cook naked. I <laughs> read naked. I. Clean, naked, 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 naked. <laughs> also, uh, as as she's talking about like everything she does naked, yeah. Glenda comes and sits down. What? Where George wanted to sit in order to get good access to Rick's drink to slip in the Mickey. Yeah, and just like, Glenda, I need that chair. Why do you need this chair? What are you doing here anyway? I Didn't you get fired? Oh, my Lord. Glenda reminds me of Mimi. From the Drew Carey yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, Like, really. a lot. Yeah, very much so, yeah. Um, <laughs> but so finally, he gets her to move by saying he was going to rip her wig off. I don't wear a wig. Yeah, he's like, if you're not out of that chair, <laughs> by the time I count to three, the wig's coming off. I don't wear a wig. One, yeah. immediately moves. moves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so George is able to slip in the Mickey, which he does. But Elaine has put Rick in such good spirits that he is so glad to see Costanza. And he says uh, that he, he's going to rehire him. And he stands oh. up and yeah starts giving a great speech. Uh-huh. Well, b- before yeah. we get to that speech, we got to touch on the line that Elaine says. And obviously, I I kind of know like this is the character Elaine saying what she knows she has yeah. to say to get Rick over the top. Yeah, and she's like. Oh yeah, I don't really have an apartment. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. sleep around. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That and yeah, I just like to have a few drinks and let the guy do whatever he wants. <laughs> oh, Holy. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but that's yeah, and and he's like, but he, he's in such good spirits. He was like, "Costanza, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. I am a lucky man." And he was like, "I'm glad you're here, you know. I, let's let bygones be bygones." And But and, at this point the Mickey's already in his yeah, drink. Yeah, so George yeah. is trying to get the drink away, but then Rick stands up and gives this speech that really is a roast of George. Like, yeah, his, he's like we uh, all love his antics uh, around our, the office. Our little shrimpy yeah, friend. Yeah, shrimpy friend. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, I, have, I have no clue how you blew that McConnell deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so he's like, oh, George, anything you want to say? And he says, uh, drink up. Uh, yeah. Which So this is what people thought you thought were, were going to be very shocked at. Were you shocked that God. you know that drugging somebody, like literally slipping them uh, a, a, a drug, was just dealt with in this humorous way? No, honestly, I thought the thing that people were telling me that I was going to be shocked at was like uh, Kramer, like saying, "No, Newman, you should go kill yourself." Yeah, see, I think most people forgot about this little storyline because Newman's voice isn't even Wayne Knight; it's Larry David. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, which we're going to get to in the next scene, but yeah, supposedly Newman, supposedly Wayne Knight, when he was eventually cast as Newman, like Newman wasn't going to be a character, and they were like, "Well, we got this Newman guy that Kramer obviously hangs out with in the building, so let's just actually cast him." Uh, it's Larry, Larry David's voice. Um, really? But supposedly Wayne okay. Knight re-recorded the dialogue for syndication, but on Hulu, it's still Larry David. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, so. Huh. I, I got to try and find this episode on, like, TBS now or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See how different it sounds. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Although I, I wanted to get to this. I have a feeling this episode really isn't airing much on <laughs> TBS or, like, Fox 66. Whoa. 
like all the suicide references suicide, and then slipping and someone a, slip, a drug. Slipping someone a I mean, drug in their drink. That's got to be a felony. I mean, that's assault. It's, yeah. it's something horrible. You know? yeah. I mean, drugging somebody is pretty bad. You know? Yeah. So I really don't think this is getting much syndication yeah. airplay anymore. Yeah, but it's dealt with in like a very humorous way. I think people would think you were... Okay, we, were, we have a co-worker who thinks that George is trying to literally kill his boss. I don't think that's the case. That's not what the Mickey was going to do. It wasn't going yeah, to but... murder him, but he was like... He's trying to murder. He's going to murder his boss. And I'm like, I don't know. But he's like, wait till Ted finds out George wants to murder his boss. And I'm like, I don't think it's murder, but it, certainly <laughs> it's going to cause him bodily harm. And I mean, that's, that's you know, it, he could have definitely put George in jail and pressed charges. Absolutely. It, although it doesn't seem like that's what he does. But um, yeah, they thought you were going to be much more shocked at that. But but you got into the spirit of the show and like petty revenge and hurting somebody I is funny. Guess, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Uh, um, so back to the apartment. <laughs> and Jerry is... Jerry and Elaine are now comforting George, who has been refired. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. because... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what does he come back saying? He's like, I like horses. Yeah. Or, Maybe. Or, or no, I think that's later on. I like oh, yeah, Civil I like War. Civil War. History. Maybe I could teach. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, to be a teacher, you typically have to know a lot about something. <laughs> and and, and I, like how, I like how that is the impetus for George to be like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess. <laughs> Just because you like it doesn't, yeah. yeah, you actually have to know a lot about it. And I think she even says, and have a degree, you know, yeah. which maybe, maybe George does have a, a degree. He is selling real estate. I don't know if that requires anything. I know you have I to, know. I know you have to be, to be a realtor, don't you have to get, a, you have to be licenced. So, yeah, you have to be licensed. Um, I don't know yeah. if it requires a degree right. in something. I mean, in 2018, a degree in anything will help whatever right right but maybe yeah. in 1991 uh it was just like hey right out of high school take an exam get certified and you're good to go sure sure work maybe. your way up to rick bar properties which hasn't been around that long no it's only know. been around 10 years yeah, exactly. it's still a relatively new thing yeah yeah so um but uh george yeah the, and then and then the horses thing i figured what he wanted to do with horses oh be a stable uh, yeah, boy yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's one of the last things yeah, he says yeah. though but like uh in between those two things kramer comes in and he says that Jerry's money was in Kramer's laundry, laundry bag. bag yeah. All this time. He hadn't looked when it got dropped off, yeah. Why did he not check that at first, though? That's a good question, yeah. They just must have just forgot about it. I mean, yeah, Jerry dropped off like the laundry separately, yeah. but he picks it up, and it's in two separate bags. Yep. I guess... You would think, okay, well, they washed it separately. I'm picking up two separate bags. At no point did these laundry items, what's the word? Mix? Combi- mix, yeah, combine, combine or something. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, but if you think that you're missing this money, why would checking with Kramer's yeah, laundry not just be your to make first sure. yeah, unless, choice? Yeah, unless he, yeah, I like, don't know. Oh, I don't have my $1,500. I have to go destroy a washer. Yeah, well, first they did ask the guy, I, and he was yes. cagey, but they still should have believed him because he was like, "Look, I didn't take the, I didn't see any money, I didn't take the money, you know, yeah. and, and obviously I'm not responsible either, even if I did." Um, but yeah, I, I guess maybe he felt if Kramer had seen it, he would have said something like, "Oh, it was in my laundry bag. That's where that envelope was." Okay, yeah, yeah. I've got it. But but Kramer hadn't even gone through his laundry yet. Yeah, and then to break this all up, we get uh, the first. first time we ever hear Newman's voice, although what you just said, it's not Wayne Knight's voice. It's Newman, the character's voice. (laughs) Maybe he just has like strep throat or something. It just sounds like Larry David. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna jump! Newman! (laughs) Or shit. Kramer! I'm gonna jump! (laughs) Uh, And I I don't even know how that ends up. Um, Kramer's like hanging out the window 
and he, he's still oh, yeah. encouraging him to jump. But they also have plans later that yeah. night. He's like, yeah. do you want to go shoot some pool? Yeah. No, I'm seeing a movie later. <laughs> Even though he's on top of the building, yeah, ready yeah. to jump off. Exactly. So, um, and then, but then Jerry, yeah, he finds the fifteen hundred bucks. And he's like, oh, "How much should we decide the damage to that laundry? The twelve hundred dollars? Yeah, for a washing? for a for a laundromat grade washing machine. Twelve hundred dollars, maybe like four hundred dollars. You could get a really a nice few hundred double set for twelve hundred today in twenty eighteen. Mm. Mm. You could get a fine double set. Like it wouldn't be big, but it would fit in a small apartment. I think mm, maybe. I, I, I you go to like Best Buy or yeah. something. It's going to be like at least two thousand. Well, we're I, close I've, anyway. I've How big are we, are we talking about? Industrial size, like fit a comforter in? No, or are we I'm, talking I'm, ta- about small? I'm talking about like full size, yeah. like washer and dryer. Small set. washer dryer. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be like a thousand dollars each. Maybe you could get a nice used pair on Craigslist or something for twelve hundred. I'd True. say you get a nice front loader. Big used set for twelve hundred yeah, right now. But I, I think not a not a fifty year old laundromat machine. Yeah, I, I for think I think we can meet at the middle ground with both yeah. of our points. Yeah. that twelve hundred dollars is way, <laughs> too, way much too much for this money. crappy and washer. Even, that I'm he has under to the replace. impression that he was going to give him the whole deal, like maybe an extra three hundred to forget about. It. He's like, I got to go give the guy this money. You know, I, I kind of got the impression from Maybe. Jerry. I, mean, I you pointed out this $1,500 is not blood money. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry is not worried about this $1,500 yeah. at all. Yeah. So I think he's going to give him the whole deal just to, just for the troubles of like... Maybe. Yeah, Maybe the extra is. 300 that, yeah. That's what I inferred from the way he said it. Um, so that's insane. But um, uh, do you have anything else for the final before we get to the final scene, before we get to the last stand-up? Uh, there wasn't a last stand-up. Oh, I had last... Oh. You didn't watch the credits for the first time. Oh, I have no. always, yes. Uh, I, this is the way they, I think they're going to continue to do it. So, oh, previous man, to I got to stick around through another two minute commercial break on Hulu. It? But I've always watched that last two minute break, and then the credit sequence has always been a freeze frame of Jerry doing stand up. Well, they had the freeze frame on this scene, at least on Hulu. Yeah. They had the freeze frame on George just talking about things that he thought he could do. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that's. Weird. This is the first time the episode hasn't ended on a stand-up scene. Okay. Wait. What? So the 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 freeze frame is George sitting down on the yeah yeah. So we get goes, executive producer Larry David. So it goes back to George after we have this exchange with everybody. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because I mean, then, he, he's still in the he's still in the apartment. Yeah. And he's yeah. just kind of talking to himself. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I I totally missed all that. I guess. But um. Is or, there or one more stand-up scene? Yeah, yeah. He talks about. I gotta he, look this up. Yeah, he talks about living well is the best revenge. Um, and he's like, but you know that doesn't quite work for people. Uh, you know the Charles Bronson types, which is another weird old reference. You know, a, a newer movie star, but certainly somebody from the seventies or eighties. You know Charles Bronson. Um. The yeah, the name sounds yeah, very Death familiar. Wish. You probably know uh, the Great Simpsons gag. One of my favorites. This is Bronson, Missouri, not Branson, Missouri. <laughs> and everyone looks like Charles Bronson. Oh my lord! And he's like, "Hey, mom, how about those cookies?" And the mom's like, "No dice." <laughs> and then the kid goes, "This ain't over." One of my favorite Simpsons gags of all time. Uh, but um, yeah, so he's like, you know, so the Charles Bronson is on all these movies. Charles Bronson types were in these movies where, uh, hey, you know, uh, some thugs killed your family and burned your house down, and uh, you know. Uh, but living well is the best revenge. So go buy a nice house and get a nice car and really show those thugs who's boss. You know, it doesn't work in that in that context, which is pretty funny. Uh, you're obsessed now with finding this last bit. Yes, so you're I not am. even listening to what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm kind of listening. Well, I mean, you're explaining like what happens in the last stand-up yeah, scene. Yeah. And I'm trying to find that last stand-up <laughs> scene. So, okay. This is going to be Larry fantastic David. audio quality right <laughs> I'll here. I'll probably cut it. Well, what are you waiting for? 
this guy the money. I like horses. Oh, stable boy. Yeah, see? Right Executive producer, Larry David, right yeah. there. Executive producers. Oh, 90 seconds of ad. Yeah. That we cannot skip. Boar's Head. Not a sponsor of No Hugging, No Learning. More like Whore's Head. Oh, that, that's taking it pretty far. Jeez. Not only do I not want them to sponsor, I don't want you to ever buy Boar's Head. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're going to single-handedly tank their stock on this, this show. We're for days without plans. Oh, we do use Baby Gannix quite a bit, I will say. What is it? Baby Gannix? Baby Gannix. Yeah, horrible, horrible name for a Baby Gannix. It sounds like it's made of organic babies. <laughs> we grind up only the free-range free range babies. We grind them up to make Baby Gannix. <laughs> All right, here we go. People like the idea of revenge. I've ever heard the expression, the best revenge is living well. I've said this. In other words, it means supposedly the best way to get back at someone is just by being happy and successful in your own life. Sounds nice. Doesn't really work on that Charles Bronson kind of level. You know what I mean? Those movies where his whole family just gets wiped out by some street scum. You know, you could go up to him, Charlie. Forget the 357. What you need is a custom-made suit and a convertible. New carpeting, French doors, a divan. That'll show those pumps. Wow, <laughs> that was not worth waiting 90 <laughs> seconds for. I'm so mad. But now you're going to, that's the way I've always known the final stand-up bit to be. And I thought it was just a Hulu thing with this last little freeze frame of him doing stand-up. And we get stand-up as part of the end of the episode. I've always known it as an epilogue to the episode running over the credits. So this may be how they do it for the end, till the end of time. Oh, man, yeah, I know. it already takes me too long to do notes for these episodes. <laughs> now i got to wait an, next, an extra wait another, 90 seconds. Yeah. Just go to the bathroom or clean your plate up. Or something through like boar's that. head and baby yeah, gannics right or organic babies and lunch meat <laughs> so you mentioned at the start of this episode could you imagine someone doing this like quitting on a friday and then showing up on monday like nothing happened larry david wrote this episode because larry david did this did he really yeah he did this at saturday <laughs> night live in the middle of the 84 85 season oh he my quit, god and then he showed back up like nothing happened and it but, it was, but it wasn't a friday to a monday it was like was it at the end of the season to it was in the, the middle of the next season. season no it was in the middle of the 84 85 season i think okay. it was a week to week thing i mean okay. obviously with on saturday night live the, their week ends on saturday so i don't know when exactly he quit but it was a rage quit and then show up like nothing happened. Oh my the God. time in between, I don't know if it existed in like the same uh, that happened here, but that he did that at Saturday Night Live, and it and everyone let him come back like nothing happened <laughs> because that was Larry they, David. They, He's emotional. They, they knew his sense of humor. Yeah, you're emotional. I'm emotional. Yeah, which we didn't talk about. That was an incredible <laughs> yeah, scene. George yeah. just yelling, "I'm emotional." Yeah, <laughs> you're, an emo- you're emotional. Um, and I also want to uh, point out another great character actor, John Capodice, who plays the Mets-loving uh, laundromat owner, who is uh, another great character actor you might recognize from Speed. I know him as Aguado from Ace Ventura. Oh, okay. Did you ever see that movie? No. You haven't seen Ace Ventura? I've seen, was, I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's been on Comedy Central all the time, Yeah, but when I've I never sat down and watched it. Thinking about it, I was like, I bet Jim Carrey was not as big a part of Ted's childhood as he was mine. Like... In, I was alive when I remember watching in Living Color when it premiered, and I remember when Ace Ventura came out, and it like Jim Carrey just like changed our lives. If you were in like yeah. middle school, high school at the time, I, it was like 
everyone's walking around like, oh, righty then, <laughs> you know, acting like Jim Carrey, and it was just a, he was just a revelation. Yeah, I mean, I he wasn't a huge part of my childhood, but I yeah. still like Jim Carrey yeah. whenever I was young. I don't remember the first thing that he did that really made an impression on yeah. me, but I I really like Bruce Almighty. Yeah, um, I don't know. Again, that's like latter day Carrey to me. You know, yeah, yeah, that's it, probably like past his prime for I you. I would say that's true. Yeah, because I mean, with the the one two punch of like Ace Ventura, The Mask, When Nature Calls, uh, Batman uh, Forever, which was great. That was like the height of his powers. Yeah. Now he's in a, now he's the Riddler in a superhero movie. Um, I was like, you know, but he, he has a great back and forth with the, with this guy, the John Cavadice plays a, a detective um, uh, that I was going to reference. But now I won't because you won't get it. <laughs> you can still reference it. It's fine. It was about it, like the guy steps on a cockroach and he goes, uh oh, uh oh, Ventura. Better call homicide. It looks like a homicide or whatever. There I mean, we go. It's, it's still funny standalone. It, yeah, he's so it's also fine. he's also in speed. He's also in speed. Well, then he goes. He's uh, then he's like, well, I guess I'll take the case. Uh, it seems like the murderer got one look at the victim's dick. And became insanely jealous. <laughs> and uh, so it's pretty funny. Um, all right. And, and he was also in Speed as well. Okay. So that's all we got for uh, that one. Let's talk about The Heart Attack, which was Season 2, Episode 8, uh, aired April 25th, 1991. What, uh, what would we see in the TV guide? The Heart Attack. George, ever the hypochondriac, thinks he's having a heart attack and, at Kramer's urging, seeks the advice of a holistic healer. I do remember this. Yeah, yeah. It's a long I, description. I think we're going to get a great... I think the holistic healer is played by another semi-famous guy. Okay. Um, or, yeah, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, so, yeah, and there's some funny scenes of... I mean, that's just rife with, you know, yeah, anything yeah. all natural or holistic. You know, I, I'm, Especially I just, in the 90s, that was yeah, right for, oh like, joking. Gosh. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, holistic healing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything astro- astrology or anything, like, yeah. all natural or, yeah, crystals and pyramids. I mean, even today, in 2018, yeah. if I hear someone's like, oh, yeah, I, I just, I, I got to charge up my crystals, I'll, I'll <laughs> oh my roll God. my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Definitely. And I just was dealing with this, too, because I, I was coming out with a little bit of a cold, and I wanted to get cold ease, which is zinc, and it's like, and it also had like all natural stuff in it too. That supposedly I was like, okay, so this is all natural. I better get some real medicine to take with it, you know. And oh I was my like, god! And I don't even have to check if it'll counteract because I know it won't because natural medicine does nothing. Yeah. But my mom does all this. <laughs> she takes like twelve million supplements a day of like olive loaf and all sorts oh. of weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, all maybe the olive leaf, um, but like all sorts olive of loaf. olive loaf. Yeah, <laughs> and like fish, the salmon, you know, the fish pills, fish, and, fish oil pills. Yeah, fi- yeah. And, and I'm like, all right, maybe you know. I, I noticed. Uh, the other day that fish oil pills aren't called fish oil pills anymore. What are they called? I don't know. They, they yeah. have like some like code name because the ner- the name fish oil is freaking gross. Turn people off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, okay. So that's it for um, No Hugging, No Learning. Make sure you tweet at the show at No Hugging or you can uh, send us an email, no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Uh, once we get these things ordered, uh, we're going to pick out. Uh, one or two people who give us a five star review. We're gonna send out some no hugging, no learning stickers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, once I, I don't know, decide to actually buy them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, that's what that's what I'm waiting on. Yeah, just and, me to not be lazy. Yeah, and you can uh, get more stuff at nohugging.com. That's our website. So for no hugging, no learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. <laughs>